It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Now that's one for the history books. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol held its final public meeting on Monday, during which they voted unanimously to refer four criminal charges against the former president to the Department of Justice. The 100-page-plus executive summary is available for all to read, with the final report being released Wednesday. And yes, there's also an omnibus spending package deal. More on that in a moment. But first, the members of the committee summarized the evidence they've presented during the last 18 months over 10 public hearings. The case that Donald Trump's direct involvement in efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election made him responsible for the violence that unfolded at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. They further found him unfit to hold future office. After recapping the evidence... It was left to constitutional law professor Congressman Jamie Raskin to lay out the four criminal charges on which the committee referred him. But ultimately, it's Attorney General Merrick Garland who'll make the final call on any charging decisions. This is, though, the first time that Congress has referred a former U.S. president for criminal prosecution. The panel also named five Trump allies former Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and four of his lawyers, including Rudy Giuliani, as potential co-conspirators, and they referred House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and members Andy Biggs, Scott Perry, and Jim Jordan to the House Ethics Committee for their refusal to comply with a congressional subpoena. In response to the criminal referrals, Trump released the following statement, quote, These folks don't get when they come after me. People who love freedom rally around me. It strengthens me. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. thought that was a song. Anyway, Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, refused to praise or criticize the committee throughout the process, saying only that he was watching its work closely. Well, after the committee released its criminal referrals on Monday, McConnell said, quote, The entire nation knows who's responsible for that day. Beyond that, I don't have any immediate observations. All right. Well, it was obviously a shot at Trump, but McConnell once again refusing to say his name. Cowardly. Now, on to the budgetary matters at hand. An announcement of a deal and the text of the 4,155-page omnibus spending package was released at around 1.40 a.m. Eastern Time. That was delayed from its expected release Monday afternoon due to a fight over the future location of new FBI headquarters. Really, apparently both Maryland and Virginia want it. The negotiators decided on Virginia, though that's not necessarily a done deal. Anyway, the House and Senate are rushing to pass this bill before the midnight Friday deadline. So what's in and what's out? Well, in is defense spending totaling $858 billion dollars a lot more than they asked for. Non-defense spending comes in at $800 billion. The legislation does not include any tax provisions, including so-called tax extenders or the expanded child tax credit. Republicans did offer Democrats nearly $4 billion for the child tax credit in exchange for a bunch of corporate tax breaks. But the tax extenders would last a full year, and the $4 billion was only enough funding for six months of the child tax credit. The Democrats said no, so that's that. An attempt to provide legal status for DREAMers, 
foreign-born children who came to the U.S. with their parents, coupled with border security, did not make the cut. Though emergency military and economic assistance for Ukraine, totaling $44.9 billion, is included, although some offices are putting out different numbers, so your end result may vary. The omnibus also includes Senate-passed legislation introduced by Senator Josh Hawley that would ban federal employees from using TikTok on government devices and $2 million to provide off-campus security for members, a decision motivated in part by the recent attack on Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband at their San Francisco home. Missing from the final bill, any cannabis provisions. So that dooms the chances of an overhaul of marijuana laws for the foreseeable future. Not only will Congress fail to legalize marijuana this year, lawmakers could not even agree to approve a modest bill allowing cannabis businesses to access banking. Thanks, Mitch McConnell and Republicans. Just saying. But reportedly, revisions to the Electoral Count Act, that 1887 law that Trump and his allies tried to use as part of their attempt to overturn the 2020 elections, are included in the final bill. Now, some House Republicans are not happy that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is even negotiating with the Democrats. They want to wait until after the Republicans take control of the House. Stay tuned. But wait, there's still more. The House Ways and Means Committee is meeting today to discuss what to do with those six years of Donald Trump's federal tax returns that they obtained over the objections of the former guy. So you know how Title 42 was supposed to end tomorrow, Wednesday? Well, Chief Justice John Roberts on Monday put a temporary hold on ending that Trump-era immigration policy. Roberts had asked the Biden administration to respond by this evening to an emergency appeal filed by a few Republican-led states seeking to keep the policy in place. A federal appeals court just last Friday had upheld a lower court ruling saying that Title 42 must end on Wednesday. The White House is seeking more than $3 billion from Congress to handle a possible wave of asylum seekers. And finally, gas prices are coming down. But you may not want to leave your house this week. More than 25 million people across much of the central and northwestern U.S. are under wind chill alerts. Heavy snow is expected today in several states, including Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, and most of Minnesota, where the high temperatures will still be below zero. Ah. This week, more than 80% of the lower 48 states will experience temperatures below freezing, with cities as far south as Atlanta, Houston, and Orlando included in that list. Forecasters are also predicting some in the Midwest could experience their coldest Christmas day in nearly 40 years, with travelers likely facing cancellations and delays. Stay warm out there. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that donate button.